Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Hashim Hasabala coming you, coming to you from the ICU with another episode of the Healthcare Musings podcast. Happy to have you with me. Happy to be here. Um, ever since I can remember, ever since I've been in healthcare, since my medical school days, there has been a particular way that our documentation had to be formatted. Um, an initial, what's called an H&P, a history and physical, would start with the chief complaint, why you're seeing the patient, a history of present illness, which is the story of why the patient came to the hospital, why you're seeing the patient, a past medical history, a past surgical history, allergies, current medications, family history, social history, review of systems, then the physical examination, data, laboratory studies, and radiology readings, and then the assessment and the plan in that order. And there were rules set by the government, by Medicare, that dictated how many elements in each section had to be documented and how many elements in the review of systems. And what, for those who don't know, a review of systems is where you have to go through every system and, and list out what symptoms that they're complaining of. So like general weakness, and then you have eyes, uh, dry eyes, and then nose, runny nose, and then head, all the way down. And so it created notes that were four to five pages long. Back when I started, it was all handwritten. There was no electronic medical record. When the electronic medical record started becoming implemented on a large scale, the rules didn't change. And so the electronic medical records or EMR would then easily allow the clinician to generate a 15 page note. And that 15 page note would say a lot of times, absolutely nothing. Very difficult to glean what exactly the clinician is thinking about what, from what the patient is suffering and what that clinician is doing about it. And it's been like that. Again, I've been in, I've been in healthcare caring for patients since 1995, right? So this is more than 20 years, more than almost 30 years until this year, until 2023. Literally the whole, this is from the government perspective, the whole rule for documentation changed. They de-emphasized getting a extensive history with multiple elements and really focused on what's called medical decision-making, meaning what the clinician is thinking about is what the clinician thinks is going on with the patient and then what that clinician is doing about it. The change is so refreshing. It's really wonderful. It de it, so I don't have to spend 50 minutes getting getting history history is important don't get me wrong getting an accurate history is still absolutely essential at the same time the focus should be after getting the history examining the patient with an examination that's relevant you know if 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 a patient's coming in with a heart attack it's irrelevant for me to do a rectal examination unless i'm worried that that patient is having a gi bleed right? Bleeding from the intestinal tract, which would be relevant because we're giving them blood thinners for a heart attack. 
But if there's no evidence of, of rectal bleeding, sometimes some you know, physical examination is unnecessary. So the old rules forced us to take a comprehensive examination that was frequently irrelevant. Now the rules are you have to have a clinically relevant history, a clinically relevant physical exam. And, and then what really matters is the medical decision-making, what I think is going on, my assessment, and then the plan, what my plan is. That's so fantastic. And so I think my, my advice to trainees, to residents, to students, to nurses in training is to, is to really hone in and focus on your assessment. What, and, it's not, and don't rehash your history of present illness. Don't just say again what you said in the history. No, 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 no. Take a look at everything. Document that you've looked at all the labs, you've examined the patient, you've taken a history, you've looked at all the diagnostic imaging studies, all of the, the data, and then synthesize it. This patient is critically ill with hypovolemic shock or septic shock or an acute myocardial infarction or colitis or, what, or a urinary tract infection, whatever it is, sepsis, whatever it is. This patient is suffering from X and I, and it's not Y because of this, and it's not Z because of this. This is what I think is going on with the patient. And then my plan is, based on what I find in my assessment, my plan is going to be one, two, three, four, based on my assessment. And my advice, and put that on the top of your note. Don't make your colleagues scroll to the way bottom to look for that answer. We are paying clinicians. I, you know, I, I hire physicians and APPs all the time. I am paying you for your clinical mind, not your scribe ability. Okay? AI can generate, can put all the labs and all the things in the note. That's not what I'm paying you for. I'm paying you for your clinical acumen and maybe your procedural skills as well. Document to me. Show me what you're thinking in the note. Tell me what you're thinking in the note in your assessment. And then tell me what you're doing about it in the plan. And put that at the top. That's what matters. That's what everyone's looking for. When I'm consulted as a critical care physician, the referring physician, my colleagues, want to know what I'm thinking is going on with the patient and what I'm doing about it. So out of common courtesy, I put that at the top, not at the bottom. Um, and so it's high time for us to start documenting what we're thinking is going on. And we haven't even talked about litigation because a brief note, bullet points that looked like it was copied from a template, right, and, and very minimal plan doesn't bode well when you're looking at, a, at the, at, 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 when you're faced in a, um, or sitting in a deposition five years later. You don't remember anything. All you have is the documentation. And if you take the time to, to write out what is going on with the patient, what you think is happening and what you think is not happening, that goes a long way. That, that connotes a thoughtful clinician, someone that's within the standard of care. Because the standard of care is what a reasonably thoughtful clinician would do in this situation. Well, documenting in as much detail as necessary what you think is happening and what you're doing about it will go a long way to show that you are the thoughtful clinician that you really are.
and it's just it would be a travesty and a shame to have your documentation belie the truly great clinician you are. So it's high time. Out with the old. Let's focus on the assessment and plan so we can um, really show the world the wonderful work we're doing on a daily basis. Thank you so much for your time and attention. And until next time, this is Dr. Hashem Hasabala for the Healthcare Musings Podcast.